0: topic of
1: discussion smithy it's just all about you it's horrible what is our topic he's all he's all business he sits down he's like we're gonna talk marketing we're gonna talk this we're gonna no. talk this no we're talking
0: Smithy. all right
1: So, for all of our listeners, we are sitting with Ben Smithy.
0: What up?
1: Ben Smithy is kind of a legend in the industry. I think you know everybody.
0: I do not know everyone because. You
1: know close to I everybody. I
0: don't think we've even officially <laughs> met we right
1: here. So, we'll I mean, that. officially for ben, This so. is Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie yes. does all her. of our social media and she also produces our podcast. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Soon to be. Emmy award winning.
1: Emmy award winning. <laughs> there you oh go. Oh my God. There that would be insane. For, there, there awards are for awards for Emmys. Yeah. There's awards Wait, for podcasting. there are awards you... for podcasts, yeah. Yes. But we're not there yet, you guys. No. We don't need that. I don't want that in my <laughs> you life. You can get one specifically You just called me legendary. I just I have to go. <laughs> He's calling you out. Um. He is. Well, so Ben, can you tell people what you do in the jewelry industry? We have a lot of our followers that are like, What can I do in the industry that's not selling gemstones or or making making jewelry? jewelry. And you kind of encompass a good portion of what you can do that's not those two things. Yeah,
0: so um, I run the Smithy Group, TSG. Uh, we're a growth agency and so we look at businesses as like a holistic organization and mm-hmm. the future of business today and tomorrow really uh, is in that sort of holistic approach. So as a growth agency, we're really focused on growing teams and leaders, uh, growing ideas and strategies and ultimately growing revenue. The way that looks in a lot of areas is digital marketing, web strategy, advertising, creative, social media, content management, media, paid media, all that type of stuff. So. While we are very much in the jewelry industry, I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, sixty to seventy five percent of our business is in jewelry. Um, we also don't consider ourselves jewelers or anything like that yeah. by any means, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would say that we consider the jewelry industry family and I would hope that a lot of other people feel the same way about us Of We're course. Very much in the
1: industry. I mean, I think if I don't see you at a show or somewhere like <laughs> that, that it's not
0: a
2: real
1: yeah. it's not a real show. <laughs> it's not a real show. So it's it's always a pleasure to see you. Now This is a question that we ask everybody on our podcast, and it gets, you know, to the heart, the feels, the touchy-feels. Well, we're not, like, touchy-feels, but (laughs) anyway. um, Jonathan just touched
2: me. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you you going with this, Brett?
1: No, we like to ask people their first memory of a piece of jewelry or a gemstone. gemstone.
0: Ooh. um, First memory of a piece of jewelry was well a two one when i was a real little kid i don't know what happened to this um <laughs> my godparent's daughter's i think boyfriend soon to be husband at the time was uh gave me this like silver arrowhead and it uh-huh. was super dope and it was super dangerous cuz it was really sharp and it should not be <laughs> on a necklace but it was on a necklace or handed to a yeah. 6 year old or handed yeah, yeah, yeah i think i was a little older than that yeah. maybe not much maybe older than yeah. that. I was like 10 or 11 yeah, yeah. um but I loved that thing, and it was just really cool. And I thought there was something unique about it, and it was something that nobody else would have worn at that age. But I found it cool. I found it, it was sort of like a statement piece. Yeah, you was, connected with it. And so yeah. now, like, I think it sort of shaped my. I want something that was identifiable. It was mine. Um, and then I think the next one was I had this. So in the South, everybody knows this. Like, are you from, yeah, from Texas? Yeah, from Texas originally. I live in New York now, but my y'all's authentic, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they have, there's this store, James Avery, which is like Southern Christian jewelry, like the original uh-huh. die-cut cross ring and yeah, stuff Yeah, like yeah. So everyone had these rings, but I also had this cool shield necklace, and it was like a staple thing. And I remember the first time I spoke at uh, WJA in the know, I was mm-hmm. on the stage. It was awesome. It was one of my first jewelry events to speak at. I was wearing this. And someone was asking me about, you know, my jewelry that I was wearing. And I told them about the necklace. And, was like, what was the story behind it? I went on and on. I was like, oh, you know, it's a gift from me. Uh, it's it from an ex-girlfriend at the time. And, then like, oh, and what about the girlfriend? I was like, oh, yeah, the jewelry's lasted a lot longer than <laughs> I And I got, like, this erupting, oh, like, standing ovation around the jewelry. Because they were like, yeah, jewelry, it lasts longer than you. I was like, wow. Wow. So... I don't think they would have been as happy if it was like an engagement ring or something like that, but it was a necklace. Yeah, it was industry. just a... But the point was not, neither one of those things were monumental in terms of value or anything like that, but that's what I love about this industry. And as a marketer and mm-hmm. advertiser in this space, it's a marketer's dream. This industry, mm-hmm. the yes, the materials have value and things like that, but the value is inherently in the emotion in the story in the product and all of that. Um, and just the like dynamic, like, stories behind the pieces so you're in the colored gemstone industry obviously you guys yeah. are major players in there you know more than anyone else colored gemstones are all about the story yeah. all about the sort of mystical appeal to it you know i think we have people back here doing some sort of crystal crystal, crystal yeah, reading I mean, it's been so, very
1: interesting to watch so, <laughs> so, I need to interview her
0: <laughs> yeah i'm glad i'm facing this like it would be very very <laughs> distracting right now um, she's just packing up now yeah. so it's not, not as but it's interesting. That's what I love about it. So yeah. those were. Did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so give us a little, a little background of what brought you to have the jewelry industry be part of your family, and for you to want to yeah. support the jewelry industry because there's so many industries you could be in. What, what brought you to this point? Where did you grow up? Let's start with where. Where did you grow up? Texas. We got yeah, that. Texas.
0: So I, um, I grew up in Texas. I'm, I'm adopted. I was born in South Korea. I lived there all of my first four months. Got my first passport when I was four months old. Uh, And I was adopted uh, at birth, grew up in Arlington, Texas. Uh, Mom still lives there, same house I grew up in. Mm -hmm. I started my first company uh, a year and a half after college. um, And it was a marketing research company. Uh, And I co-founded that with my business partner at the time, uh, who was the guy that hired me outside of college, right after college. And uh, we were a research company. So we were one of the first uh, millennial-focused marketing research companies. So helping big corporate businesses understand the millennial. And at the time it was, is it Gen Y or is it millennial? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Right. millennial with two N's and two L's. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know. What but does it mean? Yeah. And we started talking about this thing, Facebook and Twitter and Foursquare at the time. Instagram yeah. wasn't even around at that time. How it was going to change the world of marketing and research yeah. at the time. And so it was awesome. And we were some of the first people to help start companies uh, with social media listening programs where they're monitoring and scraping uh, social media like posts and tweets and stuff. Um, And I got a random call one day, uh, and it was from the largest fine jewelry retailer in the world. And that was my first jewelry client, doing research projects for them.
1: That's cool. Um,
0: After that, I got invited to speak at a WJA Uh company. in the know event that I referenced earlier, actually. Uh, Women's
1: Jewelers Association. Yes, Women's Jewelry Jewelry Association, Association,
0: uh, which I'm on the board for now. Awesome. uh, Shameless plug. They're awesome networking, education, everything that you could need to know uh, to advance women in the jewelry and watch industry. Mm -hmm. Highly supported. Check it out. Yes. Um, on to the story. So back to the story. <laughs> um, I was speaking at In The Know, and then I ran across and I got Rio Tinto as a client. We did research for Rio Tinto, which is one of the largest uh, mining yes. companies in the industry. Right. So I had both sides of the industry um, as clients. And then when I started TSG, um, I wanted to execute on this. So I see a lot of businesses that could use the insights that we are cleaning from big organizations and corporations. But small startup businesses, scale-up businesses, family businesses... Needed this marketing and advertising information more than anyone. Yeah. And in the jewelry industry, I saw a lot of opportunity because I'm in sort of just even working with those two companies, I met a lot of amazing people in the industry. So I kind of fell in love with it and became fast friends and family yeah. with a lot of the people in there. And so when I started TSG, I was like, this is where I want to go. And I just got invited to speak at more conferences and events and meet people all along the way, just like you guys. Yeah. Um, and now it's turned into truly a family business. So even TSG, our vision statement is to inspire and empower people to create generational success. Right. Nothing about marketing, nothing about jewelry, nothing about any of that. But it's internal and external. And if you look at our industry, that's the epitome of the jewelry industry. Right. People that are inspired and empowered to create generational success. Your business is an example. Yeah. um, And I would say, I would argue 75% of the businesses in here are either generational businesses Mm -hmm. or aspiring to be generational businesses. Uh, And so that's how I fell in love with it, man. That's the the short-ish version of a long story. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, a lot of what you're saying is absolutely true, that that the jewelry industry needs help kind of engaging, and we need the research that you're doing. And um, a lot of it, though, for a lot of jewelers and even uh, our side, a lot of uh, designers and vendors feel almost overwhelmed by it. Like, it's Mm -hmm. almost a scary thing because you... Start saying all these things, and it's like I have no idea even where to start. You know, like I think yeah. starting point is like the most n- nerve wracking thing yeah. for like right. a, a family jeweler that's looking at engaging with customers on a on a social media on or a social media because yeah. it's so
2: far outside of their what norm. What they used to do, and especially yeah. when you first got started in the jewelry industry, which was what
0: five six. Well, no, technically my first jewelry client was two thousand and eleven. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it, it well, was man, it was very a
2: much a, six yeah. years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just
1: a little bit. Through. It's uh, 2020. Yeah,
2: almost 10. Almost yeah, 10. Almost 10 <laughs> years Yeah, yeah. Industry, And yeah. so it's, uh, it's it, it was very much an aging industry. Yeah. And so when I look around the halls today compared to even five years ago yeah. and especially 10 years yeah. ago, there was this huge generational gap. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was this young guy coming <laughs> in because I started in the industry at 23 years yeah. old. And I felt there was like there was no one in my age group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what the change, and, and, and I think you've helped a lot of them make that transition, is, is that you help, you've helped a lot of my friends, you've helped me, we've talked a lot, to, to make that transitional leap to say, okay, I know the owner and who's been running with this and has an established business, and they're looking at this and saying, yeah, I see the internet changing things, but we're brick and mortar. Yeah, we're jewelry. Yeah, nothing can mess with us. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that yeah. until from, it does. Until it until does, it does. <laughs> and that's the thing is that when I was calling on accounts and I started saying, "We'll check out our website," and they're like, "Why? Why yeah. would I need that? I can yeah. pick up the phone, and call you, and make an order. I'll see you at the trade show." It's like, like all these things were, and now I'm doing webcams and writing, you know, big orders on a webcam. Like, yeah. And ten years ago, people would have been like, no. Like, I got to touch it, hold it, feel it. But things are moving so much faster that we can't keep up. Mm -hmm. And that we need people from the outside to help this industry that is more mom and pop and is more, um, I don't know if mom and pop is the right word, but is more family oriented and small business oriented than it is. We don't have such huge corporations like a lot of other industries. There's very
0: few. There's very few. If you were to, say, name 10 ubiquitous brands outside of the major fashion houses that also do jewelry. Right. Yeah. Ready, set, go to a thousand people on the street. Five of them are going to get there. You know what I mean? No, I don't
1: don't even know. I asked my sister who is kind of, has a jewelry connection with me and I said, can you name like five jewelry brands? Yeah.
2: Brands. And and the first thing that people usually come to is something like Tiffany's. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, yeah they're a brand but they're all they're mostly a retailer exactly like and so it's like and they carry other brands like yeah. and so when you start getting into it watches are probably more well known Absolutely. than any jewelry brand and mm-hmm. so the whole thing with jewelry brands to the general consumer if it's not the brand that they either wear because it's their engagement ring or yeah. something like that there's very little knowledge and so I think that's one of the things is that I don't think the jewelry industry as a whole has been very good at telling their story yeah. Yeah. even though we have more stories to tell than most hundred, in the oh other industry. And
1: that's the stories I hear, the long-windedness of all of it, <laughs> <laughs> like you just witnessed it on no, the podcast. That's a, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was waiting. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, like, just going to let go.
0: him I'm go, gonna go. Let it, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let him go. I'm going to see how yeah. long this Smithy, goes. <laughs> Smithy, can you, can you pull that knife? <laughs> yeah. um, but the deal is this is like the difference between the timepiece and watch industry and the jewelry industry, there's one big difference was dollars spent on marketing and advertising and branding. Yeah. right. The amount of dollars that go into that. Even now, if you look at how they treat like suppliers and retailers and the difference between in those shows, right? S I H H and all those, the way they create branded experiences is way different. Yeah. So... It's, I, we're starting to see it though. I will say that the change in the way is. was, I'm really blessed to be in the industry at the time I am in the industry because we're seeing so much change happen. We're seeing so much evolution Crazy happen. fast. Um, it's like when we did social for my first company, we were almost too early, right? There was no line yeah. item budget in these corporations. Yeah. And so we were almost on the very, very, very front edge of it. Now it's in a space where people, and we were early,
1: you were early on this yeah. stuff
0: in the jewelry space. But now it's starting to cook, and now people are looking at it, and we're not having to convince people anymore, yeah. right? And so that's-they can a, see the
1: value exactly. of like Instagram, Facebook, In or, dollars, or you know. the power of an influencer being involved yeah. with their brand.
0: 100%. And yeah. so that makes a difference. It makes it more fun. Everybody's gonna grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, it's just getting exciting. The biggest thing that when we work with retailers, right, and we're doing the marketing and getting them excited about their business again, that's the number one most fun thing. Yes, the sales and everything leads to that. But seeing people that are maybe a handful of years out from retirement get re-energized mm-hmm. and re-excited about their business again, that's yeah. dope to me. Like, that's yeah. that's reinvigorating for me personally. And so to be able yeah. to do that, like, that's the generational power of this business. So it's Absolutely.
1: Cool. So you are at JCK Tucson. Yes. You're speaking here. You're doing a couple. Yeah. Uh,
0: so we did an awesome panel um. For Women's Jewelry Association, I lead mm-hmm. their education. Uh, and so we did a really cool panel on uh, basically the blended future, e-commerce versus retail and where that's going. We did that this morning. Uh, I think they offer those uh, recordings uh, there at uh, AGTA. And then the other piece is we're doing a social media boot camp tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. It was a ticketed event. I think it sold out, which is awesome. That tells you a different mindset of the yeah, industry right now. absolutely. Right? Sure. Um, and then after that, uh, we have part of it. We we did part of half of the boot camp is going now to Jim Legacy, which we Whoa! all are a part of, yeah. uh, which helps support artisanal miners and different, uh, like cooperatives and initiatives, uh, for artisanal miners in East Africa, which is awesome. So,
1: yeah, you've this is the connection that we have gem legacy Mm -hmm. and you've donated a lot of your time and a lot of your expertise and a lot of your knowledge into um building and growing this nonprofit. and i just i just want to know what your you know motivation what what about gem legacy made you say yes this is something i want to do and i want to support and i want to be a part of
0: Yeah. So for me, I think it was one is purpose and passion, right? And and just a calling for it. So I'm a faith-filled person, faith-filled person. And that was, I felt called to to help them. I've connected with the dairy family um, for several years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see their heart and everything that they do. Yeah. Um, And when they started this, I like that it hasn't been about them and they've actively tried to make it not be about them and scale it beyond their family and to me that was cool yeah. and when I see an organization and when I see um a family or a business or someone starts something that their sole purpose is to make it scale way beyond anything they can take it on themselves, yeah. and then try to make it inclusive and bring all the players into it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Like that's something I want to be a part of. That's something I want to help foster forward. Yeah.
1: So. What just what I've heard in the last few days, um, just being in Tucson and talking to other suppliers and everything. Gem Legacy is getting some traction. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's exciting to see. And it's exciting to see that it could be. I mean, it's not so disruptive in the fact that it's a, it's a nonprofit in the jewelry yeah. industry. But that it could be so disruptive in the way that we give back and the and the aid and the help that we can give yeah. almost directly 100%. It's and, and goes I think back. as
2: I think as a whole jewelers retail jewelers have always been very supportive of their communities. Yes. They've had to, they've had to be but they've also wanted to be. Yeah. And I think as manufacturers and, and we've we've given back to through our communities mm-hmm. and through our employees and then if you go back to you know gem gem cutters and gem buyers have always given back but I don't think one we've told the story well of yeah. how that how we've supported Um, especially in where we go. I think we are giving people and we've helped out, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a combination of not just telling the story, but also telling what that looks like. And now I think technology has really made it so much easier to tell that story, to go back and say, Hey, look, this is where these things are coming from. These are the people that are bringing them out of the ground. This is how we can help support them to get more. And it's not just to get more as a self-serving, yeah. but to get... If we don't, we won't have this industry anymore.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Like, we're going to lose this industry if we can't take care of the people that are closest to the ground. But yeah.
1: the, the thing I find most exciting about watching this, because we've kind of seen it organically evolve from the beginning. We saw... we When they launched...
2: Yeah, it's only been a little over a year. To
1: you, yeah. to, to the board, and then to us being on the leadership council and seeing how there's no way one person could have done this, that it took, it, it takes a village. It, it took all of us with all of our different connections and we're going to do this and you're going to do this and I'll talk to this person. We'll ask this person and just how you need that community 100%. to, to build something like this. And it's exciting.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's just, it is, I'd hate to say it's just getting started, but it is really just, it's, it's. It hasn't even fully found its its full voice yet and in its in its growth yet. It's in its infancy still. And it's already doing amazing, measurable by every definition of measurement, right? Financially, um, yeah. community-wise, ethically, impactfully. Like, all of these different things is making huge impact. And it really, truly is just in its, like, toddler stages. It is. So, to be in that, like, selfishly, that's what... A, a part of it, too, is I don't want to miss out on being a part of something like this. Yeah. So, I'm diving in as... as fast as I can to yeah. help kind of push you, And you are, you are the same way. Well,
1: the crazy thing is, I think it was about three old It was about right when I had the twins and probably being a mom changes things, <laughs> but you think we can do better. Mm, we yeah. can do more. Yeah. Like, like we do give back within our, within our business, but, but we can do more and yeah. just that, that ability to do more, and then and then this came along, and it was like I don't know, the heavens parted, and was like, <laughs> this is it. Like, yeah. get behind this and do this. Yep. You can do this. You can make a difference, and you can help. Yep. And so I'm excited to see what else it brings, and and yeah. and where this and where Jim Legacy goes in the future. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I know. I'm yeah. stoked. Let's go yeah. right now. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Let's do this. <laughs> Any, anyway, we got off on that tangent about doing good and feeling good. I feel all warm and now. Hey, there's fuzzy worse tangents now. to be. All yeah, nonsense. yeah. But so you're here educating um, retail jewelers at JCK Tucson, and it really is a great event for education. Like I think uh, the reason they had us here, the reason they have you speaking, is just to to help retailers look at different ways of presenting themselves to their customers and creating that almost interactive experience. And so I think if you're a retailer and you've never been to JCK Tucson to check it out, I think that come check it out. They have delicious margaritas.
0: It's one of my favorite shows. It's quickly become one of my favorite shows. The
1: vibe is totally chill. They have a great color palette. Like, I'm looking around feeling very (laughs) relaxed. It's all about color, man. And it's in a beautiful location with beautiful jewelry.
0: You don't need a tie. And
1: and amazing people. Yeah. And that's
0: the cool thing. It's like, I I don't know. First of all, it's just such an interesting fact that it's in... Tucson, and it's second Tucson, of all, yeah. it ranges from everything from the twenty second Street where there's like tents and uh, petrified dinosaur poop and oh, all we sorts of to, stuff, we uh, about that. and and then there's the craziest gemstones you can possibly see in jewelry here. There's piercing events, but it's all. Like it's the chill, cool kids of the industry that come here too, and there's lax pretense, and it's cool. It's quickly become one of my absolute favorite shows. Yeah,
1: it is. After Christmas, you know, you always get like the after Christmas downs, like (laughs) depressed. I'm taking on the Christmas. This brings me back up. This brings me back up. Like it always. The recharge. It It really does. It recharges you, (laughs) and it also. I don't know. Maybe there's something. special about these mountains this place this like mecca of gemstones maybe the the crystal (laughs) but you feel almost empowered after you leave and you almost need that after the christmas rush in in our in our business just a chance to decompress look at what's new look at what's available on the market and and actually take a good look at your business And which way am I going to go and, and how am I going to progress in this industry and how am I going to move forward? We were at dinner with a client last night and we were talking and, and it was change is slow to come yep. until it comes. Yep. And then everything changes fast. And we're at a time in the industry right now where things are changing, changing fast. fast. yeah, And that's exciting. You could be scared, but why?
0: Yeah, people always grossly overestimate how fast something's going to happen in the short term and grossly underestimate how fast something's going to happen in the long term. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're we're way under in the first year, but we're or we're way overestimating the first year, but we way underestimate what's happening in 10 years. And so it's, it's fun.
1: It is fun. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been all over the city today. We saw you at AGTA (laughs) and now we're sitting down with you at JCK. So thank you so much for taking the time. We always enjoy talking with you, That was awesome.
0: Highlight of the day. This is awesome. And um,
1: tell me a little bit about my twenties though. How are they doing?
0: They're great. So shout out Alex. Um, She's our VP of operations. Alex went on maternity leave and got a promotion. Uh, this is how. But
1: so <laughs> that's how, how amazing she is, though. <laughs> yes. no, she, like, she is yeah. amazing. Um, she
0: just had her and her husband Jacob had twin girls, Indy and Nova. They're awesome. They were in the office the other day, and I said, This is how I need to start every day is mm-hmm. just holding sure. your baby girls. Yep. Awesome. Aww. Uncle Ben loves them very, very much. Yeah. Um, we
1: were with you so. in LA yeah. when she Wind went into yes, labor. labor. It was crazy. So, yeah. no,
0: sorry. I know we're going way over time. No, but, no there <laughs> is no so time. There is no set time. Yeah. We were in LA having dinner. I had just played golf with Navit's dad, Omi. Yeah, with yeah. O.G. Omi. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we're sitting down on the 19th hole, and I get and we, yeah, we're having yeah. We're, drink, came drinking we up. we're drinking some bourbon and scotch, drinking some bourbon and scotch. And uh, I get a call from my wife Nicole, and she goes, "Hey, um, Alex is having the baby. It was like a month early. She was scheduled to have like a C-section, but it was like a month early." happens um,
1: with twins yeah yeah they come whenever they want yeah. yeah and
0: all of a sudden i was like uh okay I gotta and so go home. i'm on my <laughs> app i'm like rebooking flights i like get into the you know, red eye and then all of a sudden it's like well the flight's here this guy changed like we could probably do some dinner so we're
1: gonna yeah. like grab some <laughs> dinner <laughs> so we eat. Like, to dinner and eat? pasadena where do yeah, we yeah. yeah. Where and are? then
0: i'm like oh, on the way back i dropped the rental car off i take a red eye home I get there, the twins are born, um, and I, I was probably like 12 hours later, I got to hold them. Or
1: and you oh brought God. Mama her whiskey.
0: Yep, that's right. Yeah. And we brought, we brought <laughs> Alex and Scott. She was super stoked. It was awesome. Yeah, that, that was really cool. I get emotionally yeah. even thinking about it. I they're, know. Twins like, are awesome. They're yeah. great. Um, yeah. yeah, and I can't say enough. When
1: do I get to see Alex again? Will she be in Vegas?
0: I believe she's shooting for Vegas. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, if cool. not even... AGS conference <gasps> oh, so, I'll try
1: not to get too excited because I, yeah. I do I know I, I don't know she but, won't yeah. be at
0: IJO but potentially AGS but I know she also wants to do Vegas so
1: awesome Sweet. well I can't wait to see her and again thank you so much of course and thank you guys pinch the twins for me or give them little hugs yeah. not, yes no for sure yous. and how can people go find you yeah how can people yeah, so, find Ben Smithy <laughs> uh,
0: on Instagram on the gram at Benjamin Smithy that's Smith with two E's S-M-I-T-H-E-E or at the Smithy group uh or you can find us on our website um or you can text me my never no i'm just
1: kidding <laughs> 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 so um
0: yeah
1: wonderful well, well thank you so much, you much. yeah thank you and bye everyone thanks for tuning in to another episode of jump jump please i'm Brecken,
2: and i'm jonathan
1: have a great day